everyone welcome back to another episode uh of course because it's the holidays we are having game weeks back to back to back but obviously i am still here with you as we go through game week 15 that just happened and we look forward to game week 16. Of course, the first game of the game week, Leicester against Manchester United. Uh, that game ended 2-2. Um, of course, goals from um, Harvey Barnes with a wonder shot and an own goal from, uh, I believe it was Twan Zebe who came on. And then on the Manchester United side, a goal from Fernandez and Rashford. Assists all around for uh, Fernandez, Cavani, Vardy and Madison. Um, so those were the goal scorers across Leicester. Um, Leicester's defense looked like its regular self again, where it was just like you could just essentially walk through the, the defense. Rashford had so many clear-cut chances to score, um, but that's the challenge with Leicester's defense. However, Leicester were also ready to pounce with any chance. I think Vardy had three shots, and I think his best shot obviously was the one that ended up being uh, deflected into the goal for Manchester United. Um, I think at this point, um, Vardy is just, I think he's probably the most informed player currently on the Leicester side, considering uh, Madison has also joined the free. Um, moving on to the next game week, um, Aston Villa 3, Crystal Palace nil. Crystal Palace have now conceded 10 goals in the last two games. Um, considering one of them was Liverpool, um, obviously it's not that bad, but Aston Villa scoring three and really should have scored more. Um, when I remember watching the game and Watkins had what a hat-trick hat of assists, he couldn't have had a hat-trick of goals instead. And quite frankly, I think Grealish had like two shots where he could have done something. Ogazi had a wonder goal, but he also had multiple opportunities to score other goals as well. And I think Bertrand Traore scored and hit the bar in a separate shot. So quite frankly, there's something horribly wrong with Crystal Palace's defense currently. So for that reason, I am looking to bring in Vardy uh, for Crystal Palace because that's the next team we play. Leicester play Crystal Palace next. I'm not sure what's going on at Crystal Palace at all with their defense, but um, it's a good time to take advantage if you are paying attention to that. Um, this isn't just an abysmal team that Crystal Palace is currently. I still don't know what's going on, but yeah. And also Crystal Palace also hasn't scored in the last two games. Also something to put in perspective as well. Uh, Guaita had seven saves, um, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, just something to be aware of. Uh, on to the next game, um, Fulham nil, Southampton nil. Southampton scored two goals that were chalked off for offside. Um, otherwise, it just looked like a pretty terrible match to watch. Um, Fulham, of course, it's better for them that they are now defensively more solid. For sure, and it got away with like what a whisker of a length for offside, sure. Um, but Fulham seem to have woken up in terms of their defensive output to a better defensive team. Scoring is now their challenge. I think Cavaliero had one clear header where he just completely headed it over the bar. And if they had a better or a more recognizable striker, he would have buried it. And I think Mitrovic came on at the end of the game. But um, yeah, Fulham offensively is just not there, but defensively they are much, much better. Uh, Southampton as well. I think Benaric kept uh, got three bonus points and I believe Walker Peters got bonus points as well. Um, and I think McCarthy only had to make one really important save throughout the game. Or otherwise, there was really nothing for him to do. Um, Arsenal three, Chelsea one. is shocker from Chelsea in my view, but I do recognize that Arsenal were slightly lucky as well. The penalty kick was a bit of luck. I am not sure that many other referees would have given the same uh, penalty again. Um, even when I watched it, I remember seeing when Tini was going down, it seemed like the contact was after he already started falling. So 
Um, but I mean, it is what it is. The penalty got them rolling and then a great uh, free kick from Shaka. And then obviously rounding out the goal was Saka, who then took like a, a cross, which ended up in the back of the net. So um, it was interesting to see. But also something to notice is Tammy Abraham on the Chelsea side started again as the number one striker. Um, he's now got three goals in the last two games. Um, he started both games back to back. Obviously, two, two goals at West Ham and then another goal at Arsenal. So, of course, with Aston Villa coming to visit uh, Stamford Bridge, it'd be interesting to see if he starts again. Uh, and then after that, of course, they've got uh, Manchester City to play next after the Aston Villa game tomorrow, I believe, or Monday the 28th, depending on when you listen to this. Um, also keep in mind that Jorginho took the penalty and missed. Uh, I will be surprised to see him take another penalty, which now leaves things open to discover who Chelsea's number one penalty taker will be. Jorginho has missed three of the last six. Werner took another one in between that span and scored it. Um, and they are now, obviously, we don't know if Werner is the number one penalty taker or not, but I think now is an opportunity for us to find with Jorginho not starting and now also missing the most recent penalty. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, on the Arsenal side, Aubameyang did not play. Um, so something again to watch out for. So Lacazette took the penalty on that side. Um, with Lacazette taking that penalty, um, of course, he's not the number one penalty taker. So still, still, it will still remain Aubameyang. But uh, obviously interesting to see when Obama Young is not on the field, Lacazette is the penalty taker. So the next game, Manchester City against Newcastle. Two goals to Manchester City. Um, goals by Gondowan and Ferran Torres. An assist from Sterling. Um, Cancelo could have also had a bunch of assists. I think he had like three really good crosses that could have become assists. And in the stats, obviously, he's recognized as three key passes. Um, which then gave Cancelo bonus points. Uh, he got two bonus points in the game. Uh, Gunawan got all three. And then the last bonus point went to Ake, who played as a left back while Mendy was on the bench. Something weird to notice there. Um, so clearly Mendy isn't a trusted player, I guess either due to injury or maybe some kind of um, preparation for the next game. We do not know. But the interesting thing there as well is... Uh, Cancelo can obviously play on both sides, which makes Cancelo a better defender to have if you will not get Diaz. Um, Cancelo is currently priced at 5.6, Diaz at 5.7. Um, John Stones, even though seems to, even though he is priced at, I think, 4.9 currently, he, he seems to be more nailed on. Um, but, of course, with Laporte still available, it'd be interesting to see when they will try to a Diaz and a Laporte combo or maybe they do not, and Stones remains the primary go-to, I think, if you are trying to enter Manchester City's defense, which has currently been really, really good. Cancelo, Diaz are your best bets if you will not go for Edison in goal. Edison, obviously, the most stable player on the defensive side for Manchester City. Sheffield against Everton. Uh, the game ended 0-1, a goal from Sigurdsson with an assist from Dokure. Um... Calvert Lewin got a yellow card and ended the game with one point. Um, so this is his first blank in the last five game weeks. Uh, so Calvert Lewin has actually given pretty decent returns, but of course, um, having blanked against Sheffield, um, it'd be interesting to see how he performs against Manchester City, which is the next team they face. Uh, keep in mind also that Sheffield has still not kept a clean sheet at all all season, and it seemed like this was the first time. Um, they were going to, and it turned out they could not. So Everton scored late into the game. 
it is what it is. Uh, quick note, Sigurdsson has actually started to play quite well. He's got two goals and an assist in the last four game weeks. So he's blanked only once against Leicester, a goal at Chelsea, a blank at Leicester, an assist at Arsenal, and now another goal at Sheffield. In that span, he's got uh, bonus points three times. So three bonus points at Chelsea, three bonus points at um, Sheffield, and two bonus points against Arsenal. Um, so he seems to be right in the middle of everything that Everton are doing. At 6.8, that is a decent player to take a punt on if you are looking for someone in your midfield to replace. 6.8 for Gilfie Sigurdsson. And I believe he's also the primary penalty taker for Everton, if I'm correct. Um, I, I, if I, I'm pretty sure I remember that correctly. I know usually he hadn't been starting because of Rodriguez being on the field, but now that Rodriguez isn't available till the new year, I believe it says January 1st, that means that Gilfie Sigurdsson is probably the most influential player in Everton to take a try on. Of course, they are playing Manchester City next, so it may not be worth it now, but it's just something to be aware of. If anything is going to happen at Everton, Gilfie Sigurdsson is your man. Oh, uh, while we are on that topic on players, um, just recapping Boxing League fixtures, uh, the Aston Villa game, El Ghazi at 5.7 is a player to take a punt on. Of course, the next three games are terrible. Chelsea, Manchester United and Tottenham. But um, El Ghazi currently uh, in the last three has actually had a lot of shots. And obviously now they're starting to translate into goals. Uh, He scored at Crystal Palace, one goal there and took a bonus point. At West Brom, he scored two and took three bonus points. He's also the primary penalty taker for Aston Villa. Something I just wanted to mention and I forgot in my notes. All right, on to the next game on the 27th of the Sunday. Leeds won Burnley nil. Uh, So Patrick Bamford was fouled and took the penalty. Previously, the primary penalty taker for Leeds was Matthias Click, but it seems that Patrick Bamford has now stepped up and taken penalties from uh, Click instead. And I believe that's also something to do with his confidence, but it's really great to see him step up and take the penalty. It was a really good one. And obviously that makes him even more um, FPL able, I guess, is if that's the, if that's the word to say that. Um, he's better for fantasy because he's now a penalty taker as well for Leeds, in addition to being the primary striker. Um, at 6.4, he is still a decent value for his price uh, and the output he's performing. On the Burnley side, they did have a goal chalked off by mistake. I think the referee prematurely blew and even gave a foul to Melier, uh, which obviously in hindsight probably wasn't the right call, but it is what it is. Burnley could not score the rest of the game. Um, that leaves Melier with 11 points on the day. Um, really great to see uh, Melee come out and get a lot of points finally, considering he had been um, getting, uh, considering a lot of goals in the last four game weeks. He hadn't kept a clean sheet in four game weeks. So against Burnley, of course, it looked great. And their next game is against West Brom on the Tuesday. So look out for that with Melee and Leeds defenders. If you're looking at defenders, Dallas is a good uh, punt there. Um, Alioski as well is always attacking. So those are two defenders on both sides to consider. Alioski at 4.4, which is decent value. And I believe Dallas is currently 4.6 or 4.7. West Ham, the next game, West Ham 2, Brighton 2. Goals from Suchek and Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson currently is priced at 3.9. 
3.9 for a defender is excellent value. And if he's going to also be scoring, that is really interesting to see. Um, this is his first game that he has played the full 90. So I would still hold off on buying him currently. But if he proves that he's, a, he's a, going to be a starter going forward, he would be an interesting player to have for your bench boost in game week 19, where West Ham play Burnley and West Brom. I think there's no team with a better set of fixtures in the double game week. So if you do not have any West Ham defenders at all, um, Ben Johnson would take a good punt at 3.9. However, Kufal, or I think Sufal, I'm not sure how to say it right, is probably a better punt at 4.6. 4.6 for Sufal. Uh, oh, uh, currently, uh, my mistake, 4.7. His price has gone up. So his price has gone up now to 4.7. Um, and of course, their next games are Southampton, Everton, a blanking game week 18, and then Burnley and West Brom, both at home in game week 19, the double game week. So uh, on the West Ham side, those are defenders to consider if you will not go for Fabianski in goal. Um, of course, Suchek also at 5.1 is excellent value. He scored in the game um, with a header. Again, like I said before in a previous episode, Suchek is the aerial threat for West Ham at any given set piece. And that proved again to be the case in this game where he scored um, pretty much a corner, which bounced off, I believe, um, Lewis Dunk's head uh, into his path. And then obviously speaking of Lewis Dunk, he was also in the scoring for Brighton. So Lewis Dunk scored and Neil Mopey also scored for Brighton. The next game week, the most disappointing game of the game week, Liverpool won, West Brom won. Um, goals from Mane and Ajayi and with an assist for Matip and Pereira. Um, of course, this game was disappointing because it seemed the entire world captained Salah. And uh, well, we had uh, nothing, nothing at all. Uh, all walked away with nice two points there. And well, we move on to the next game week, quite frankly. Uh, three bonus points will be going to, or at least three bonus points go to Joel Matip. Um, Two points for um, Sadio Mane and, of course, uh, Ajayi, who then scored on the West Brom side. The last game of the game week, Wolves won, Spurs won. Goals from Romain Saiz and Ndombele on the Spurs side with an assist from Neto and Ben Davis. Um, of course, Saiz scored, I believe, in the 88th minute for um, Wolves. And Ndombele scored pretty early into the game and we thought obviously the floodgates would open for Spurs that never materialized so blanks again for Kane and Son in the game week and of course um, we now move on to game week 16 in terms of the the games that are coming Crystal Palace against Leicester open up the game week I fully expect Leicester to uh, resume scoring and Crystal Palace to resume conceding Um, so if you are looking at the captain it'd be great to captain Vardy in this one if you are looking at that or you have that kind of player available to you. Chelsea against Aston Villa uh, at 12.30 Eastern time. Um, It'll be an interesting one there. I think it could either be a goal fest or a full-on drought from both sides, depending on how you look at it. But I think Aston Villa now are in the mood for scoring and Chelsea obviously want to bounce back quickly from the Arsenal defeat. So I fully expect that to be a scoring fest, but you never know. Things could happen. Um, I do not recommend any captaincy on this game uh, because it could go either way. But uh, of course, if you're looking at Grealish, Grealish is an option here. 
And on the Chelsea side, well, there's no one person that you could captain on the Chelsea side that you could reliably look to for points. So Grealish would probably be your best captain in this game week if you are looking at, uh, sorry, best player in this game if you're looking at players in the game week. Everton against Manchester City. Uh, Calvert-Lewin is an option. However, remember that Manchester City's defense has become really mean in the last couple of game weeks. So Manchester City, I would avoid if you're trying to captain. But of course, you can also play Calvert-Lewin in the game. Um, Kevin De Bruyne's price at 11.8 will drop to about 11.7 shortly. But you certainly may want to you know, take a punt at uh, captaining either Kevin De Bruyne or Sterling in the game, if you are curious. I I'm pretty sure that Everton will come out to not lose and Manchester City will obviously come out trying to um, catch up with the league leaders. Brighton against Arsenal is the next game uh, in the next day on the Tuesday 29th. Uh, Arsenal will probably want to keep the momentum going. Um, In terms of player to captain, I don't recommend any captains here, but you may want to consider Arsenal's defenders. They've got a really good run of games coming, Arsenal. So this is the first one of that stretch. You might as well take a punt on Arsenal's defense. I do not know anyone um, on the striking side or on the offensive side that you may want to um, look at. But something to note, Martinelli, who just got back and was playing in the Chelsea game, had four shots. I believe he's below four. I think his price is currently at 49 and if I check currently, I'm pretty sure that is the case at 4.9. You can look at Martinelli. Um, and then also, if you are curious, because of Saka's goal and assist at uh, a price that's really low at 5.1, he is worth taking a chance on. Of course, he also got maximum bonus points in the last game against Chelsea. Um, so Kayo Saka would be another option there. Martinelli, yes, correct at 4.9. Um, had four shots. He got taken off after 17 minutes, but that's someone you can take a punt on if you are trying Arsenal. Uh, until Aubameyang at 11.4 resumes, there's currently no one on the offensive side uh, I would recommend you look at. Burnley against Sheffield United. Um, Burnley's defense would also be a good punt here simply because Sheffield has quite frankly shown they are not um, the same team as last year. And of course, Burnley's defense is really, really great. Um, even just watching the game against Leeds, they found a way to hold Leeds to just one really good goal, um, which obviously was the penalty. Um, other than that, the rest of the game, Burnley seemed to hold off. And even towards the second half, started um, pressurizing or you know putting the pressure, applying the pressure on uh, Leeds themselves and really could have scored had it not been for a referee gaffe on the challenge on Melier. Uh, the next game of the game week, uh, Southampton against West Ham. Here you could want to take a chance on Suchek. Uh, of course, I've already mentioned that earlier. Uh, you may also be looking to bring in Sufal on the defensive side and Fabianski uh, in goal. If you already have that availability, keep in mind that uh, your wildcard, if you do have not played your wildcard all season, this is the last game week to play it. As of game week 17, the second wild card becomes available. Just a quick reminder here, just want to pause. If you have not played your first wild card in any in the rest uh, between game week one and now, this is your last game week to play it. The next wild card activates from game week 17. Uh, on the Southampton side, of course, they still do not have Danny Ings, who is trying to get back from injury. So Shea Adams would be a good shout at 6.1 in price. And you've also got in defense, Bednarik at 4.7 and uh, Kyle Walker-Peters at 4.6. So those are players you can look at if you're looking on the Southampton side. 
Um, really, really important. Uh, just to correct myself, Kyle Walker-Peters is now 4.7. Uh, his price has gone up. It is now 4.7. Um, of course, their game against West Ham is one to look at. The game week after is Liverpool. So you want to keep that in mind if you want to take a punt on Southampton players. The next game of the game week, West Brom against Leeds. Um, of course, like I said, uh, it was interesting to see West Brom hold Liverpool to just one goal. Um, Sam Allardyce is now in charge at West Brom, so we expect them to be better defensively. It'd be interesting to see how they perform against Leeds, as they would probably, on the West Brom side, think this is a game they could potentially get points out of. So I'd be really interested to see them coming out to score against Leeds, thinking that this is one of their, essentially, you know, teams on their same level they can get points out of. But, um, you know, of course, they had to respect Liverpool uh, in the game week where, you know, obviously the game ended 1-1, so they would pay more respect to Liverpool. I do not see them giving Leeds the same respect, but it remains to be seen. This is game number three for Sam Allardyce at West Brom. You never know. Uh, Manchester United against the Wolves. Um, of course, you can captain Bruno Fernandes here. Uh, generally, I avoid Manchester United players in terms of captaincy for personal reasons, not for any statistical reasons at all. Quite frankly, Bruno might probably be the best captain or at least the most reliable choice in terms of captaincy this game week. Um, I think Bruno has not blanked other than, uh, I remember, if I remember correctly, um, the game week against Leeds, um, which was, uh, so the game week against Sheffield, which was now three game weeks ago. So um, Leicester, he scored and assisted, Leeds, two goals and an assist. Sheffield, uh, he blanked. And I believe the Manchester City game, he also blanked, uh, which it is what it is. But other than that, he's only blanked once in an away game for Manchester United since joining in February of last year now. So Bruno has quite frankly been super consistent for Manchester United and could be a very, very good captaincy choice against Wolves at home. Uh, of course, Wolves, in terms of defensive capacity, uh, they held Spurs, which looked hapless to a one goal. But you never know uh, the team that might show up against Manchester United. Keep in mind, they've also started using a lot of youth in the Wolves setup. Um, Otasawi, who is American, was in the lineup, or he joined, uh, he came on off the bench. This game week, uh, Podence, also essentially their leading player in attack. Uh, Neto got an assist, who's actually probably the best statistical player for fantasy reasons. And of course, Triori has just not been the same uh, without Team Menez um, spearheading the attack. So um, I don't see Wolves scoring that much, but you never know. Manchester United's defense might make them look like prime Barcelona. You never know. Alrighty, um, Spurs against Fulham. I'm thinking that this is also a run that Spurs could go on. For that reason, I will continue to hold Harry Kane. Just continue to hold for now. Um, if Spurs do not return back to their free-flowing form or style in the next stretch of games, I would also I would essentially be resigned to selling uh, Harry Kane. But in terms of looking at their run of fixtures, they've got Fulham, Leeds, Aston Villa, and Sheffield. Uh, I would be surprised if Harry Kane does not score in that span, considering he has not scored in the last three Premier League games, I would be hella surprised if Harry Kane or Hyungmin Son does nothing in the next four. So for that reason, I recommend holding Harry Kane. I am not sure you want to captain them currently based on their current form, but you never know. Um, Hyungmin Son is someone you can captain. Harry Kane is someone you can captain. Um, but of course, um, it is also fully up to you what you decide in terms of buying them or selling them. Uh, the last game of the game week 
Newcastle against Liverpool. Uh, Newcastle being at home and Liverpool being the away team. Um, Salah, again, is captainable. As always, at any given game week, you can captain Mo, Mo Salah. It is never a bad idea to captain Salah. Uh, of course, he did not have the greatest game week uh, this past game week. But uh, you have to respect Salah. It just is what it is. You can also captain Mane and you can stretch it to Robertson in terms of uh, players available to captain um, on the Liverpool side. Um, quite frankly, I don't recommend captaining defenders, but hey, it's part of that season where you want to start catching up or you may want to make your move to separate yourself before game week 18 and 19 come into play where there's a double game week and there's a blank. Keep in mind, you want to have a strategy as game week 18 and 19 come. It is the first opportunity for you to put distance between yourselves and yourself and teammates you're playing against or competitors, or it's an opportunity for you to play catch up quickly. Um, of course, all the game weeks are coming back to back. So here's an opportunity for you. On that note, I wish you all the best in game week 16. For me, in terms of players I am looking at on my watch list, I've got El Ghazi, I've got Jamie Vardy, and I've also got uh, Raheem Sterling that I'm currently looking at, um, just because those are the guys who are currently performing and putting out points, despite their underlying stats. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is also someone I am looking at heavily, simply because he is outperforming his fantasy stats, but the goals just don't seem to come and the assists are just not coming. Um, Aguero is another one I'm also monitoring. It's clear that Manchester City is holding him for the second half of the season where they can potentially compete in the Champions League or even at a higher position in the Premier League. So primarily what they're doing now is just saving him and holding their defense really strong so that later on when they need more goals, be fresh and available. On that note, I wish you all the best in game 16. 